And welcome to 2019 and the Smart Mark Show, where today we're going to look backwards and we're going to look at 2018 and kind of go over what we liked the best as far as matches, wrestlers, and just overall events that happened throughout the year. 2018 was a weird year. Uh, It definitely ended on a low note for the WWE because of the uh, rating decline and the McMahons taking over and shaking up two shows, even though only one show needed shaking up and... Really, the shakeup hasn't really helped. So we're going to try to stay positive because there's 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 just a, there's just a little bit of positivity that we can actually cling to. So we're clinging to it. It's a clinger, and uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, uh, before we go into our favorites of everything, I just want to mention a few big things that happened this year. Things that I loved: uh, Jericho versus Kenny Omega to start the year off was big because that was Chris Jericho working for New Japan Pro Wrestling about six months after his contract with WWE ended. And I thought he was like on tour with Fozzie, and they were doing hot. And then all of a sudden, he shows up New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, and came up with his Alpha Club gimmick. And they had a, a barn burner of a match at Wrestle Kingdom 12. So that was cool. Um, uh, also, on a non-WWE front, All In happened. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, the Kenny Omega, uh, Young Bucks, they all put together a, an event because uh, Dave Meltzer, you know, in all his wisdom, said that uh, no one besides the WWE could sell out Madison Square Garden and no indie promotion could sell a 10,000 uh, ticket event. And they sold out within 30 minutes. And I'm sure Meltzer takes credit, like, yeah, I pushed him, but really it's just you're a dumb fucking asshole. And you're always wrong. And all of your leaks are wrong. <laughs> and you don't know anything. And everyone like you and their match rating system is, is garbage. So, yeah. Um, but that was really cool. Uh, Billy Corgan was also uh, heavy in the event because he owns NWA, NWA now. Uh, that's really neat to see him. Nick Aldis, of course, defending the NWA Heavyweight Championship against Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes winning it. Winning the same belt his father won. Uh, and they did a documentary you can watch on YouTube about that championship, about the grind to get to All In, and uh, it's really cool. Um, also, uh, there's a few, a couple of feuds that I won't have in my top fives of anything, but I love the feuds as a whole, but I couldn't pick one match. Just want to throw it out there. AJ versus Shinsuke and AJ versus Samoa Joe. Really good feuds that were spread out. Which kind of hurt their matches a little bit because a lot of the matches had callbacks and a lot of their matches built to the next match. It was like an old school feud. So it may not have gotten the five stars from the Meltzers, but the feuds as a whole were entertaining. Especially if you had to stretch them amongst three months. Um, and uh, women's wrestling ruled the world. They had a lot of firsts. They had a first uh, Elimination Chamber match, first last woman standing match, first uh, uh, TLC match. So, uh, first Royal Rumble match. So, that's all, all very exciting for women's wrestling. Women women proved that they were on top this year. Yeah. And uh, one last thing. Good luck to Roman Reigns and his leukemia. Uh, of course, that's probably the biggest news story to come out of wrestling this whole year. Yep. Now on to the good stuff. The good stuff that we can rate. Uh, 
So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite feud for the year was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, it evolved very organically. It did carry over from 2017, but uh, in 2016, like you can look back at this storyline that's been ongoing for three years now, but it keeps growing and evolving, and this year it became very interesting to the point where in the beginning it had some very passionate hatred between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, then all of a sudden, by the end of the year, it's like, are they becoming an evil tag team? Because they both turned bad? It's like, alright. Okay, this is an interesting twist. Two years ago, they were brought in as, as indie uh, singles. Didn't have anything for them in NXT, so they put them as a tag team. Then they put them in the Cruiserweight Classic, and they had to fight each other in the first round, and it really solidified their bond. They became tag champs. Uh, they broke up, and they became enemies, and now, you know, Tommaso's a bad guy. Uh, then Gargano fighting him as the babyface, and with each match, Gargano lost more and more babyface, and now they're both evil, and they both kind of help each other out, and they're probably going to be a bad guy tag team when they're brought into the WWE. I'm okay with that. That's pretty sweet. Um, did you have a favorite feud this year? Actually, I did. Um, my favorite feud, uh, which is really... Uh, I weird ish kind of um i like the stuff that the usos did in the tag division on smackdown um i think they brought a lot out in the new day because it was a different new day this year yeah um especially um it was like a respect feud yeah especially closer to um survivor series you know when they were picking their teams and the usos said they wanted the new day on their team um, it was, you could see a little bit more respect coming from both teams to each other. Um, and I really enjoyed the dynamic between both of those. So it really wasn't major like, um, uh, you know, AJ and, and Joe, which I think went a little bit too far or Braun versus everybody. Um, I, I, it's just something about the Usos and what they're doing now dropping the whole bright color gimmick and everything. At first I didn't like it, but now I'm I'm starting to get it. Yeah. It's kind of getting more to that gritty tag team wrestling from the Attitude Era kind of. Yeah. Uh but they're bringing stuff out of the tag of the rest of the tag division on yes. SmackDown. And it's they're raising that bar, no pun intended to the bar. Uh, but they're raising everybody up to that level of, "Hey, okay, now it's time for everybody to go to the Uso penitentiary." Yes. Um uh, yeah, I, I really liked what the Usos did this year with the New Day. Um, my favorite debut of the year was Ricochet back in April, and he was added to that uh, what became a six-man ladder match for the North American Championship down in NXT. Um, it, it was just really neat because you had all these five guys fighting, and then all of a sudden you heard this music, and then at the end of this little countdown for the music, it said Ricochet, and he showed up, and then that first match he had was a ladder match. You get to see all the high points that he could hit. It was really just a perfect debut. Um, uh, what was your favorite debut? I went with Ricochet as well. I, up until, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, I wasn't watching SmackDown or um, NXT religiously. You've got me watching it now. On a, and I really like what they're doing. I, I, it blows my mind that you watch NXT and then you go watch a Raw and it's like, this is the big show? Yeah. This is... This is the show of all shows is supposed to be the end all be all. Yeah, I'd rather watch NXT. And I mean, with with guys like Aleister Black and Tomasa and all these other different dudes and the ladies, 
Holy crap. Yeah. Kari Sane. Kari Sane. Holy moly. Speaking of, uh, speaking of the ladies, I uh, have favorite women from each show. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Same for the men. Same for tag teams because that's a division that even, even the WWE Survivor Series decided just doesn't exist. Um, my favorite woman for Raw was Ronda Rousey. Um, heck of a first year in wrestling for anybody. Best since Kurt Angle. Uh, SmackDown, Becky Lynch, the man, obviously. Just probably one of the best stories in wrestling, period, this year. And uh, NXT, I gave it to Kyrie Sane. I realized Shannon Baszler was the champ for most of the time. But Kyrie Sane had a lot of really great matches. And she did accomplish her goal to become champ, even if it was short-lived. Um, so those were my favorite women. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, kind of got, uh, there's one that we, we, we agreed on, uh, uh, Rhonda, I, I was surprised with her, um, I thought when they brought Asuka up, they buried her, which was bad, Yeah. uh, but the way that they're doing Rhonda, I get it, it's kind of fast-tracked, but, um, she's proved time and time again, especially in really big booked matches, that she can bring it all to the table. Yeah. Um, SmackDown. I went with Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, she um, had a good year, great year too. Yeah. Uh, the, the things that she's done, especially in the last couple of months, has just been uh, phenomenal, in my opinion. And for NXT, I went with Kari Zane. I I think Kari Zane is is uh, I like the pirate gimmick, um, uh, but the match that she had uh, with Shanna Baszler at Evolution. Oh man, that yeah. was probably one of the best matches I've seen her wrestle, and it it, it was a barn burner in my opinion, yeah. and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yes, uh, yes, I did too. Um, our my favorite male superstars, my favorite men, uh, Raw. I Raw was such a, a, a dumpster fire. It was hard for me to pick anybody, so I just didn't. And I realized that on the last Raw of the new year, Seth said he's been carrying the, the show on his back. And maybe that's the problem, is that he doesn't have the ability, especially as a babyface, to carry any show on his back. Uh, and so that was a, that's a big, it's a big miss when your main champion the whole year is Brock Lesnar, except for that short-lived Roman Reigns period. And uh, he's gone all the time. And then you have Seth Rollins as IC champ the whole year, and it's just kind of practically the whole year, and it's just really annoying. It's it's a really annoying situation. Um, I don't like anything Raw's done. I don't have a man for him. Sorry. SmackDown, AJ Styles, easy hands down. AJ Styles, um, and then on NXT, the Velveteen Dream uh, was my my number one uh, wrestler for. Uh, NXT with uh, the six-man fight for the North American Championship. Uh, Velveteen took on Adam Cole one-on-one. He took on Tommaso Ciampa one-on-one. Uh, he, he had a lot of cool matches this year. So uh, that was my favorite. What about your man, Glenn? <laughs> you know, looking over everything that happened in the year, I have to agree with you. There's not a stand-down on Raw. I did pick somebody. Um, I gave it to Braun. Um Looking back over some things that he's done, uh, <laughs> he's made me laugh uh, with the whole True. Uh, uh, the tag team thing. Yeah. He made me laugh with him coming out at TLC and the whole Baron Corbin match, which was hilarious. Um, I, I, I just, there's something about him. They're not booking him right. 
and it pisses me off. Yeah, he won the greatest Royal Rumble, but he can't beat Brock Lesnar in like three different tries. Exactly, and it it, it <laughs> I get it. Vince wants certain people in certain places. Well, Vince needs to move over and, and get out of the way. It was very odd when they said our fix is for us to come back. It's like, but but you're, you're the, problem. the problem. Yeah, uh, SmackDown, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, all right. Uh, the feuds that Jeff has had this year with, you know, Orton and others. Shinsuke. Shinsuke. My oh, It was man. my favorite because they said that Jeff was the American Shinsuke, Shinsuke and Shinsuke was the Japanese Jeff. Yes. And that was great for the U.S. Championship. That's how Shinsuke became U.S. Champion, that feud. Um, I just love the stuff that Jeff is doing. Hopefully he can keep going at the pace that he's going. Uh, NXT, I'm going with Aleister Black. Oh, he's so good. Um, he's entertaining to watch in the ring. The dude busts his ass all the time. Um, and he's had some pretty good feuds this year. Um, and he was uh, NXT champ for about half the year. Oh, yeah. I just, I, it's something about him. Him and Velveteen Dream and Ricochet. Yeah. Or I'll be, you know, it'll suck to see them moved up to the main roster because I'll probably get stuck on Raw and buried. Or just not used properly. Exactly. And to see them on NXT thriving like they are, I, I would just hate to see that happen to those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I have favorite tag teams for Raw. Again, hard to pick tag teams, so I went with the eater, the leader of worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, I really liked what they did. It was maybe short-lived. About We got them as a tag team, period, for about six months before Matt Hardy had to retire. But how they came to be was really neat with Bray Wyatt helping Matt win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and then going on and win the tag team titles. And, and it's, it's all really cool. Uh, SmackDown, I chose the New Day. Um, it's hard not to, but this year they found a lot of uses for them outside of just wrestling, uh, like their commentary table, which I always found entertaining. And they had a lot of cool skits and hosting gigs and stuff. And uh, with NXT, I chose the War Raiders. I realize they haven't been around the whole year, but the impact they've made, I, it pushed it over uh, the Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain for me. So I really loved the War Raiders because they are. Sometimes they do moves, and it's like, you're too big to do that. Please don't. But it's great. It's great. They're great to watch. Um, Glenn, who are your favorite tag team? On my tag team front with Raw. You don't have to pick anyone. I didn't pick anyone for the men. You know, I, I, I really, there's not a tag team on Raw that pops for me. Yeah. I, I, Especially finishing out the year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so, I, okay, I get it. You wanted to break up the shield again. Uh, they shouldn't have done it when they did it. It was piss poor timing. Uh, SmackDown, I went with the Usos. All right. Um, yeah, I, just yeah. something about Jimmy and Jay, uh, you know, I don't know, the grittiness. They do a little bit of comedy when they're in the ring, but um, they always have really good matches. So SmackDown has really good matches on all fronts. All fronts. For the, for the most part. Crazy. Um, and uh, for NXT... I, too, went with the Vikings. Yeah. Those two guys scare the hell out of me. They're really awesome. They're really awesome. Uh, I want to mention some honorable mentions. Uh, Glenn may have some, but I, I just have a few that didn't make my top five, and I felt bad not, not bringing them up. 
uh, for my favorite matches, my top five matches. So really, I have like a top ten, but I'm not ranking these other these other five in any kind of way. Uh, there's the WWE Championship match earlier in the year, the Fatal Five Way with AJ Styles defending his title against Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, John Cena, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, it was a great match. It was really the match that solidified Shane and his feud against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and really forced that into being a Daniel Bryan tag match against them, and that was really cool. Uh, but the match itself was really cool too. I really liked that match, and a lot of people have forgotten about it um which not not their fault i forgot which pay-per-view it was on it's just that one that was before mania but they keep changing the name every few years so i don't know um alistair black versus andrade seeing almost nxt new orleans that's when uh, um uh alistair black won the nxt championship and it was incredible uh the first ever woman's royal rumble was great even if naya won they had a lot of callbacks a lot of you know, veterans coming in just for spots for pops. Uh, Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank was really neat because Ronda came in there and I thought, okay, it's going to be kind of dominating. And no, Ronda just whooped her. Like, it was like some, some big hits from Nia and then Ronda just took it to her and just dominated her for such a size and weight difference. Like, that's not the way fighting is. That may be the way sports entertainment is, but it's not the way fighting is. So for her to still be able to like just throw around Nia was incredible. Um, and uh, I loved the Alexa Bliss cash-in. That was my favorite part of the year, probably. Uh, and then Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa, NXT uh, championship match at War Games. That match was off the chain. Uh, you had Velveteen Dream coming out looking like Hulk Hogan. Uh, he had the black and white shirt, say Ova. He had the the boas. He had the the lightning spray painted tights and stuff, and and he was doing the Hulk Hogan little gimmick, and that was like, oh man, that's really good, and it helps Hulk Hogan's image because Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan is seen as kind of a racist. So good yeah. job, Hogan. You got a black fan. And uh, now, Glenn, let's let's just break down our top five matches of the year. If you'll uh, kick us off with your fifth favorite match of the year. Oh. Uh, most of my favorite matches happen closer to the end of the year, you know. Um, it's that memory, that short-term memory. Well, it's that and these matches, thinking back of all the pay-per-views and looking at my notes from our past podcasts and stuff, these really stick out in my mind of really bust-ass matches. Number five for me was happened at TLC, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. Ah, that was a good match. This match was phenomenal. For Buddy Murphy to come in and win the belt in Australia. Yeah, that was a good story for um, him. And then Cedric come back as the underdog, even though he did not win the belt in this match. This match was, in my opinion, WrestleMania caliber match. These two guys went at each other and... For the most part, it looked like Cedric Alexander could have upset him and and pinned him. Yeah. Uh, but Buddy Murphy was just a little bit more aggressive in the ring. He was a little bit more quicker. And I'm glad that yeah, there was some high flying stuff that happened. But these two guys actually put on a professional wrestling match. It was a pro wrestling match, and yep. and the cool thing about it was it was the best non SmackDown match. I say yes. that because we had a really good TLC, great TLC match with Oscar, Becky, and Charlotte, and then we also had AJ versus Daniel Bryan, which was phenomenal. Yes. Uh, so that was, that's a good number five. My number five comes from the land of NXT, and it is from earlier in the year. In April, uh, WrestleMania weekend, it happened at the New Orleans takeover, and uh, it was um. Uh, Adam Cole, there's a lot of people, 
Alright. It's a ladder match for the North American Championship. We had Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, EC3, Killian Dane, Laura Sullivan, and Ricochet fighting for this championship. And man, was it a barn burner. It was great. It was, oh man. So, you had two big guys, Killian Dane and Laura Sullivan. Sometimes doing things that they their size people shouldn't be doing, but also they contributed a uh, like think of a human pyramid. You need bases. They were the base. They were the strength. They were the ones that brought the ground and pound where everything wasn't just ladder oriented. EC3 had some really cool moves in there. Velveteen Dream and Ricochet looked like they were going on the highlight reel fest on each other. And Adam Cole, of course, is, is Adam Cole, baby. Like, yeah. I mean, he retained and he was great and. Uh, he's been great all year, and it's the Undisputed Era, and it was just, it was a really great match. I loved it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, too. Uh, this was probably one of the first uh, NXT pay-per-views that I watched, um, and I, I loved it. Yeah. It, it, it was solid. Yeah, go back and watch both those matches. Now, Glenn, what's your number four? My number four happened at Evolution. Uh, Shanna Baszler versus Kari Zane. Oh, man. This match was phenomenal. And so good. these two ladies... I I applaud what the WWE if the, if they got anything right this year, it was the women's division and it was Evolution and Evolution just blew everything out of the water and so these good. two ladies I can't wait for Kari Zane and Shanna Baszler to both move up to the the, the, the you know the big leagues yeah. I just hope they don't bury them but these two girls right here I love the pirate gimmick uh, and Shanna Baszler is really good at that ground and pound. And and it helped that they introduced to the mainstream, finally, Shayna Baszler's two friends. And those two friends, I forget their name because they haven't been wrestling very long. My bad. But Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, and these two friends, they make up the four horsewomen of the UFC, of yes. MMA. Of MMA. And then, you know, uh, Kyrie Sane had some help from different people, like Dakota Kai. That was cool. But, I mean, I mean, Shayna Baszler had the numbers game, and it was cool. And it was, I mean... Oh man, so cool! Kyrie Sane is such a cool—it's a cool gimmick, and she's such a good character, and you really want to root for her. And she's got cool moves. You—you you really don't have to have a title on her. No, not at all. Just write her into some good rivalries and good matches, and she'll perform day in and day out. Yeah, she's so good. Um, my number four is also a women's match, but it's from uh, the Elimination Chamber uh, match earlier in the year from the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view because they named stuff stupid. Um, it was Alexa Bliss defending her title against Sasha Banks, Mickey James Bailey, and both Absolution members, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Uh, this match was uh, really cool. It was super cool. Um, of course, back then, Absolution was on Raw. Uh, Bailey, Mickey James, Sasha Banks all on Raw. Alexa Bliss on Raw. And Alexa Bliss retained. She did one of her cool high spots from the top of one of the cells onto the onto the mat with her uh, little s s uh, flipping, her blissful splash, whatever yes. you want to call it. Uh, it was just a really cool match. First ever women's elimination chamber match. And it, it did not disappoint. It was really cool. I think on my review earlier in the year on our old channel, the only negative mark I had on the whole match was that Bailey did a stunner. Her butt hit the grate on the outside, and she didn't sell it. And that was it. Yeah. So, that was a cool match. That was my number four. Glenn, what's your uh, number three? My number three, uh, again, was an evolution. <laughs> Charlotte versus Becky. Oh, number three. Number three. This match, um, it was really hard to do 
you know, pinned down my number one. But this this, this match was something that was epic. Um, mm-hmm. The storyline mm-hmm. was so 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 well done. Oh yeah, and and the the whole friendship angle and it wasn't cheap. It, they didn't make it stupid. It was very. Um, they made it intense and real. Yeah, with Becky's evolution of her character. Oh, she 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 is now the true last kicker. She is the man. I She's will give her man. that. Yeah. And these two ladies beat the crap out of each other. Oh man, I loved that match. Uh, that uh, obviously when you get later in my list, I loved that match. Um, number three for me was Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Ciampa, uh, New Orleans NXT. I know a lot of people have uh, Takeover Chicago, and I was like, well, Takeover Chicago was you know close for me, and Brooklyn was was you know behind that, but but this one really felt like babyface versus heel. Uh, Gargano versus Ciampa in New Orleans was before you had uh, Gargano really willing to do anything to beat Ciampa. He still had a moral code. He didn't want to just like keep on beating. Like in Chicago, he broke that moral code. He was pushed over the edge, and it didn't become babyface versus heel. This was pure babyface versus heel at its best with great storytelling that took years to develop, and it's uh, if if you can watch it with a video package of what led to it, it's probably it's oof. It's heartbreaking in some port in some places. It was it was the most important match on that card, and it wasn't for a title. That's very very hard to do nowadays. Oh yeah, uh, Glenn, what's your number two? My number two is Brooklyn Four Takeover Brooklyn Four. Okay, yeah. Uh, Champa versus. Gargano. Okay, Chamber versus Gargano. That street fight was, damn. <laughs> the street fight. That yes. that street fight was, wow. You know, you can think back to the Attitude Era, and Shawn Michaels had some good street fights. Triple H had some good street fights. Stone Cold had one. Uh, these two guys, it, it was a storyline. It was watching the the frustration and the anger come across both of their faces during this entire match. And they honestly, I swear to God, if they could have pulled a sink off of the wall, they would have hit each other with the sink. Yeah. I mean, this this was just phenomenal. And I, the storyline between these two guys is probably one of the best storylines that I have seen in professional wrestling in a long, long time. Yeah. And like you said, it's taken years to develop. But this match right here was just bust ass. I mean, they were all over the place, and uh, they beat the shit out of each other. They did. It was great. Um, it was like, you know, oh man, just, just so good. Just so good. I think that's the one where he, I think that's the review where he wore, Gargano wore like a Venom version of his, uh, little winky face. And from there, from that point you knew, yeah, he's going to try his hardest to just beat the hell out of you. Um, my number two match, um, was AJ Styles. Actually, are we on number? Yeah, that was your number two, my right? Number two. My number two was AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, WWE Championship match, SmackDown Live, October 30th. Now, remember, this is not the November 13th match where Daniel Bryan actually won the title. This is when AJ retained because Daniel Bryan had refused to go to the, uh, Saudi, Arabia. the Saudi Arabia in the Crown Jewel, and so they had the match happen early, and AJ Styles beat him so that AJ Styles could go over there and defend that title against Samoa Joe. Uh, this match was great. It was a full match. This happened in Atlanta, Georgia. I remember 
because I refused to buy tickets for it because I was like, they are going to hop on a plane right after this and fly to Saudi Arabia. They're not going to have any quality matches. And my favorite people, I'm going to have to watch them do promos leading into a pay-per-view I didn't want ever to exist. And nope, I was wrong. I was hella wrong and super pissed when I watched it and I heard the announcement early in the, in the night where it was going to be AJ versus Daniel Bryan for the title. And I was like, I wish... I had a time machine, and I would have drove over there and just bought some scalp tickets and seen this live, because this would have been great, right there in the Phillips Arena. Um, it was pitch. a WrestleMania match. It was a WrestleMania match. It's probably one of the I mean, second best match ever. Is the, let me tell you this way. This is the best males match I saw all year. I'm going to leave wow. it at that. Wow. So uh, now we're down to number one, our favorite match of the... Uh, of the year. Ooh, I don't know if we'll have the same one or not. My number one match of the year, TLC, Charlotte versus Becky versus Asuka. I love this match. That was your number one over the, oh, wow, well, that, that is a great pick. Okay, I'll let you continue. I just, if you've noticed, most of my favorite matches this year have been female matches because yeah, time yeah. after time, the females have proven this year, or last year rather, they're better than the men. Yep. They can put on better matches. They're getting better storylines. Now we're getting a freaking tag division. How exciting is this? Super awesome. Super and these, awesome. these three ladies at TLC, wow. Charlotte took some massive bumps off them ladders. Mm -hmm. Becky, if Becky's not concussed in some way, I would be surprised. Oh, yeah. If Charlotte doesn't have back problems due to this match, I would be shocked. And a deflated boob. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that thing had to pop. Asuka, finally, finally Asuka gets the respect she should have gotten when she moved up to begin with. Well, because we saw in the beginning of the year, it was like, oh, they did fan stuff. They let Shinsuke and Asuka, two Japanese wrestlers, win the Royal Rumble, and then they both got screwed at Mania by not letting them go over. Yep. And then Shinsuke had a, a long feud with AJ, and he never got to win. Uh, at least the only time he won was a singles match that wasn't for the title, but it was to determine their stipulation for their final match, which was last mind standing. And, and then um, Asuka, she didn't get to fight Charlotte again until that TLC match, because um, she or a SmackDown. She had a SmackDown singles match, but um, Oscar was putting this feud with Carmella over the summer, and Ellsworth was the one that was costing her the title. And I'm like, I saw her beat the shit out of um, Nikki Cross and the Iconics at the same time in a um, in a hardcore Fatal Four Way in NXT. You tell me Ellsworth's gonna cost her the title against Carmella? Some bullshit. So I'm glad she finally got the recognition. I, I, me too. This match was, in my opinion. Uh, over all the crap that we got with most of the men's division. Uh, and SmackDown shone through. SmackDown was, in my opinion, the the flagship show this last year. Oh, yeah. And has been for a couple years running. And didn't need the revamp. Just going to throw it out there again. Exactly. Exactly. Give me my page. Uh, but this match, dude, I'm hands down, my number one match of the year happened at TLC between these three, these three ladies. Man. So that's a great pick. My number one pick is very similar. Now, this match barely beat out. I didn't want uh, more multiple matches from the same feuds, and I usually do that as my own personal role. Um, and I did not want the T uh, like TLC was super close. It was number two for me. My number one favorite match, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. First ever last woman standing at Evolution for the Women's Championship. What a match. 
what a show stealer. It should have been the main event of Evolution. That will always be their biggest problem with that whole pay-per-view. Like, that pay-per-view was great. But whereas WrestleMania 17 until Evolution was my favorite pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. Still may be. But if Evolution isn't my favorite, it's my second favorite ever. And the fact that they decided to not go with Rock and Austin, basically, at the end of that pay-per-view, and they decided to go with, you know, a couple of stars from outside the wrestling world to bring more eyes. This wasn't about more eyes. Evolution was about giving the women what was due. And I'm frustrated still that this wasn't the main event, but damn it, this wasn't the best match of the year. The man versus the flair. Oh, you know, <laughs> watching them in this match, you, you in the back of my head, I kept hearing, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. Mm-hmm. Hello. She beat the man. Now Becky Lynch is the man. And there ain't a damn thing. Anymore. Like, it's funny because she's the man. Seth Rollins is like, I'm the man. It's like, you never beat a flare. <laughs> um, I'm the man. And then, uh, if you watched uh, earlier this year, they did some cool crossovers with WWE. WWE did a thing with League of Legends. And Seth Rollins was on one team, and Dakota Kai was in the other. And Dakota Kai killed him um, nine times in a row. And she was like, now I'm the Dragon Slayer. Or the King Slayer. And he was like, all right, whatever. So he had all of his monikers taken. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch, she's the man. This year was really the year of Becky Lynch. Uh, this match was great. Um, I'm looking forward to 2019, and I can't wait to, to keep watching some SmackDown and a, a pinch of Raw, a pinch of Raw, until I really see what they're, they're wanting to do. If I see more Drew McIntyre getting forced down my throat, I'll just stop watching. Because, mm. I mean, I don't need to watch Finn Balor in really crappy matches because he's got to wrestle Baron Corbin four weeks in a row. Like, I don't need to watch that. I'll just go watch some old Baron Corbin matches from NXT. Yeah. Or uh, uh, some uh, old Finn Balor matches from NXT. So I don't trust Raw to really write the ship. I think it's still the Vince show. Um, but SmackDown, hopefully they don't get too influenced by everything. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the women's tag titles. Looking forward to seeing what Raw do, or Ronda does for Raw. Yeah. Um, looking forward to see what Becky, Oscar, and Charlotte have up their sleeves for SmackDown. I know the change-up kind of hurt the momentum of the man. Hopefully yeah. they they stop the changeup because the stories on the on SmackDown were pretty organic and fan fueled. I you know I hope the changeup is on SmackDown is minimal enough that we really don't see anything affect storyline. But uh, it, it's funny that the McMahon's came out and said you know we're listening to the fans and we're going to fix the problem. They're the problem. They are. They're the problem. And I just hope that the women's division SmackDown does not suffer uh because of this and i'm just i'm I'm so excited we got the rumble uh a lot of quote unquote theories about this yeah who's your pick for the rumble winner <sighs> who do you want and who do you think we'll do that at the very end right here we're going to do it because we're not going to have a royal rumble prep podcast so who's your pick for who you think is going to and who do you want to well i'm going to teeter on the side of 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 braveness here uh, you know rumor and innuendo has it that we're going to see the return of a an electrifying individual the rock and honestly i would love to see the rock come back and win it? win the rumble take on lesnar at wrestlemania and then what you and i talked about drop the belt the next night on raw and start a people's tournament 
to see who's good enough to get Finn that Balor. belt. Then let Finn Balor win the People's Tournament. Um, who do you think will realistically win? Realistically, if he's cleared, Braun. Braun. Okay. Um, I uh, I hope to see Finn Balor win it mm. and challenge Daniel Bryan. Get him off Raw, please. Um, <laughs> I think Drew McIntyre is going to win it. And I think Drew McIntyre is going to get to either beat Braun or Brock. doesn't matter. He'll get to win that title. So that's what we got. Yeah. Unfortunate. But that's the reality of things. Hopefully our my the loves come through. Like last year I wanted Shinsuke to win. And I thought, well, but Roman's going to. And then all of a sudden it was them two at the end of the Rumble. And I was like, I was right. Heartbreakingly correct. And then all of a sudden Shinsuke won. And I was like... This is great. They listened to us. And I should have known that was short-lived because by Mania they had crushed dreams. But hopefully this year will be better. Hopefully we are the authority. Hopefully that was not just a line. I doubt it, but we can hope. So that's what we bring into 2019 is hope. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all social media, collectively at Take the Studios. You can find myself, Spencer, at Espacio1316. You can find me, Glenn, at JokerHaHaHa79. And you can find our YouTube.com slash Take the Studios page to uh, look for gaming uh, podcasts that also try to benefit charity. I also throw some podcasts on there, just randomly, if I have something to go with it. Thank you for listening, and we will see you at the Rumble. Don't you see the writing?